previously on the Infinite Escape Room. It was better to be capture the flag, not wedgie a teenager and stick him on a flagpole. This is what a spa day in Rotherham would be like. <laughs> I got death threats from Microsoft. Oh, you prick. The nice acidic stomach smell going on. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room. I'm back. <laughs> yes, we are the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse but ethnically strictly homogenous chums <laughs> gather together on the medium that is the internet, work together, have a drink, and solve a homemade escape room of the ears. Welcome. I'm John, and I, until 1997, was legally a giant. <laughs> that feels like that could be true. I mean, I like. Isn't? It is true. It's too specific to be not true, right? It's, but these are bullshit facts, John. I was a massive nine-year-old. Like, huge. <laughs> I mean, what is the I legal still framework? am a massive nine-year-old, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is the legal framework to be a giant these days? Uh, so basically, they raised it. It used to be, I'm pretty sure I'm right, it used to be six foot six, and the bastards put it up to seven foot, uh, more or less as I turned six foot six. So frankly, I'm furious because I could have got a disability badge. And right. then got free parking in lots of places. But instead, you have to walk everywhere with your yeah. extra long legs. Yeah. Two steps to anything you might conceivably need with your stilts. And locked in with me today, we have... And with John's intro, I felt a great disturbance in the podcast force. <laughs> as if a million ears suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly unsubscribed. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike. Uh, and... I, uh, you might have seen me on uh, on Dragon's Den recently, uh, pitching my new glass blowing business, and frankly, I smashed it. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was horrendous. Oh. I got to admire that. As painful yeah. as it was, I admire that. I'm genuinely writing a complaint to my own podcast about. <laughs> I, I respect what you did there, Mike. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. <laughs> Just had a letter through. <laughs> Some white powder in this letter. <laughs> mm. Mm, cocaine. Uh, speaking of white powder, I'm Jamie, and oh, I am man. the reason they put warnings on the silica packets to not eat them. I am the poster boy for dumb fuckery. Very good. <laughs> Very good. What would happen to you? Would you just desiccate? Would you just dry out? I mean, only if, if would you eat the, the one. Just get would the little me. things expand to the size of golf balls inside you and cause some kind of obstruction? I mean, I don't remember. I blacked out pretty quickly, but there's only one way to find out for future reference. I mean, I'm willing to take that hit for science. Yeah, I mean, an experiment is not... The results of an experiment are not legitimate unless you can repeat them. Correct, and I wasn't observed at the time. So mm. with you gents watching me do it, what we could also We also need a control group of people who do not do this. And I volunteer. I volunteer. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn, curses. <laughs> so write us in or tweet us, listeners, if you've ever eaten those little silica packets that say do not eat, what happened? Did you immediately become a mummy? Or did they just make you slightly thirsty? Are they actually delicious? Is it a conspiracy? I mean, that's is is this is this big pack big packing? Is this big packing pulling one over on? <laughs> you want to be careful with that. <clears throat> yeah, um, as, as it came out of my mouth, I thought <laughs> this feels risky. That, that's a porn star name if I ever heard one. Big, big packing. packing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, dear listeners, you may be wondering at this point what this show is all about. Well, let me tell you, I've been away for three months and it has gone to the dogs. It really has. I jest. Uh, this show is an escape room. 
And unlike most escape rooms, though, it, one, goes on in your ear holes and hopefully your brain cells. And also it goes on infinitely. Every episode of the Infinite Escape Room bleeds seamlessly into the next. Emphasis on bleeds uh, for this one. Every week, a member of the team brings the room and... This week it's me, and boy is it hot off the press. Like, the press is the press is still live. John, it's not every week now. Every two weeks. Every, every two weeks. <laughs> every other week, bi-weekly. Every periodically. two-weekly. <laughs> From time to time. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry. At appointed every... periods in the calendar. On random yes. Sundays. On random Sundays, <laughs> uh, but excluding bank holidays. Uh. Um, a member of the Infinite Escape Room brings the room, and it's me today, and the other members bring the brains to solve it, hopefully, maybe. Hello. Though I have a terrible failure rate. Um, loads of my rooms have ended up being fails, so we'll see. Maybe this is going to be a return to form. But what fun fails? Hopefully. Yeah, there was the one where you lost World War One. Classic. <laughs> there was the one where you died. The other one where you died. Wasn't there one about Jesus? He died. He died. <laughs> For our sins, because he's a good bloke. He was a good bloke. I mean, whatever you believe, he was probably a decent bloke. Top of carpenter, too. And, uh, yeah, good carpenter will always have work. Yeah, good tradie. Mm. Cracking tables. Exactly. Now, these days, due to the shortfall in government funding, the Infinite Escape Room is brought to you by a sponsor every week. Now, we have had a communication down from the Director General of the Infinite Escape Room uh, that... We have been somewhat biased in our selection of sponsors. Uh, and so we need to reach across the aisle uh, and have sponsors that are more encompassing of the general view. So this is from, directly from the Director General of the BB, the Infinite Escape Room, Mr. Oh, fuck, what's his name? What is his name? We have a Director General. We do. You know, Mr. Dim Tavy. Think about it. Think about it. Thinking. Really? Dim Tavy? Oh, for fuck's sake. Jamie, you anywhere on this? Is this is this another obscure John thing? Is this is this in it? Been in the news loads. Tim Davy. Tim Davy. Oh for fuck's sake. Oh, the Australian crit cricketer. Okay. What what? Fine. What? No. <laughs> oh, I might kill myself. Oh. <laughs> Timothy oh. Douglas Davy, CBE. I hate you. I hate you so much. Well, right so you now. said that. You he's the seventeenth director general of the BBC. Thank you. Oh. Uh, he's not. He's not our director general. We're not BBC. Yeah, we could be one day. I think this show could be on Radio Four. Not with well, the length of this intro. I couldn't for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? What? I remember writing that framework and being really pleased at how concise it was. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <clears throat> so uh, this week's sponsor comes to us from the director of. The Infinite Escape Room, Mr. Dim Tavy. Thank you, Dim, uh, for this. And this week's sponsor is Fascist Fashion, your one-stop shop for all your suspect sartorial needs. Worried about your black shirt's traceability? You need to come to Fascist Fashion, where organic, ethically sourced fabrics are standard issue. Got a royal fancy dress party coming up? Don't want to be called out by lefties for your throwaway costume? Just goose-step down to Fascist Fashion. We guarantee our swastikas for at least 100 washes. 
and it doesn't stop there. We cater to inflexible zealots of all kinds, whether you're a yoga teacher blaming cancer victims for not eating enough kale, or the little Englander with a foreign surname criminalising migrants, we've got the suits to suit your views, and all wearable without a whiff of irony. So, what are you waiting for? Just my way or the highway down to fascist fashion. The far right. Done right. Oh. Oh. That's today's sponsor. There's our boy. He's back. Hey. He's back. I guarantee there's, there's one person right now who's just like slapping the uh, pod of choice with, with the credit card going, yes, I need this. <laughs> this is the closest I can find. To... Trying to find a good... A good soundtrack. <laughs> some some good some good Yeah. I say some good far right music. You'd be amazed at how little there is. I bizarrely. Mean, that's that's well, probably a good thing. To be honest though, fascism has fascism has never been good with art because it, it's by by its nature it's constricting and art is resistant to that. So I suspect that's why you don't get good fascist music. Because we'll save this for the. Like, do you want to save this for the pub? Because this feels like yes. meteor discussion. It does. It does. It does. And, and also, you know, we'll have gone to half an hour on the episode otherwise <laughs> <laughs> before we've gone to the puzzle. <laughs> now, this glorious monster that we've created would not be possible. The life support machine that keeps it going would not be possible without our wonderful supporters, our legion of patrons who have grown significantly since my absence. And I'm not going to read anything into that. Going to try not to, even though Mike keeps pointedly showing me both the Patreon figures and the listing figures, and the fact that I wasn't here, and delaying my return over and over and over again. <laughs> I miss those delays. <laughs> yes, this would not be possible without our Patreons, and today I'd like to thank, in particular, a little handful of them, and that is David Shaw, Karen, Kate. Oh, Karen Kate, sorry, Karen Kate. Um, Robert Hempel, Jade Shaw, Jen McPhillamy, and Geneva Kaplan. Thank you all for your continued support. Love you. Thank you. I'm genuine, genuinely awed that, that you guys like this stuff. So thanks. And now, ready to get on with the show? Let's... Oh, yeah, we, I, forgot, I almost forgot that was going to happen. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Last week on the Infinite Escape Room, I have telepathically understood that the team escaped on a hand glider on an updraft of methane from the pits of hell. Though, as the methane rises and contributes massively to the current crisis of global warming, you descend from the stratosphere and land in a rather ungainly fashion in the penguin enclosure of the local zoo. You hear the peals of laughter from nearby school children, spot a sad little globe of ice cream that's fallen down from some four-year-old's cone being eaten by flies by an overflowing bin. But before you can enjoy the sights and sounds of the zoo anymore, you hear a very distinctive sound. It is the sound of a far-off padlock being picked. And then the victorious growl of a polar bear who has waited years for this moment. Ooh. You retreat past a sturdy ten-foot fence and pull the gate closed. Some timber offcuts lie nearby, and you use the sturdiest of them to bar the gate. The polar bear appears outside the bars, glares at you, then puts in some earbuds and embarks upon a 30-minute meditation. <laughs> <laughs> when he's done, you're done. A sign next to you reads, Welcome to the Penguin House! In front of you is a crude, breeze-block structure with a door and a window. The door is padlocked. 
to your left is a storage box, also padlocked. Ahead of you, just to the left of the structure, is a wooden ramp that climbs up a few feet. What would you like to do? <clears throat> Quickly sketch out this wonderful breeze block enclosure. Yeah, same. I want every single block. Uh, I, spent, I spent too long on the ice cream cone. <laughs> the, the, the detail in the flies. It's the shading. It's the, it's the shading of the cross hatching. It's a waffle cone. 2953, Let's take a little look at the storage box. Uh, anything unusual about it apart from the pad- padlock? It's a large industrial storage box, both capacious and demure, locked with a simple key-driven padlock. The padlock is quite rusty. hasn't been used in a while. Ooh, may be able to smash that son of a bitch open if we can't find a key. Or corrode it with salt water. Salt water? I don't know. Maybe penguins poo out really corrosive poo. I really hope they don't. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened with the polar ice caps. So it's penguins. A penguin. It's all It's all a hoax. The polar ice caps melting is a hoax. It's all penguin shit. They're a menace. <laughs> you heard your first folks, climate change isn't real. It's just penguin shit. Yeah. <laughs> Can we take a look at the penguin house, please, John, the little concrete structure? Yes. So there's a, a door and a window. Uh, apart from that, it's just breeze blocks. Let's have a look at the door. So the door is locked. It's held by a very unusual combination padlock. It has five rollers, but instead of numbers or letters, each segment of each wheel has a dotted pattern reminiscent of Braille. There's a mm. post-it note next to the padlock. What does it say? For fuck's sake, can we update this code, please? New staff can't learn it. Oh, damn Zoomers. Would you like an image of the the padlock rollers? Yes, please. So I've only got one image, so this is randomised. So this is an image of one roller, and uh, the the setting that it's currently on is irrelevant, but these are, this is everything that you could set each roller to, I suppose. Ooh. Oh, Okay. Hmm. So yeah, it is a, definitely a series of dots, like like more of constellations than Braille in the way that they're sort of scattered about quite randomly. There's no form necessarily to any of them. Interesting. It looks like there's eight of them. So is this eight potential variations within the lock that we're seeing? Each roller has eight possible things to land on. Okay. Cool. Segments? Would you say segments? Yeah. So we're yeah. seeing essentially this. Uh, the each each roller appears to have um, a series of between one and five dots, uh, almost placed at random. I think Jamie's um, comparison to constellations is quite accurate. Yeah, I hadn't he, thought about it that way, but it's it's pretty pretty apt actually. Obviously, this will be in the show notes, but yeah, yeah. they do look a bit like um, celestial constellations. Do you think the one fourth from the top looks like the facehugger from Aliens? Do you know what? Weirdly, yeah, a little bit. Bizarre. Should we we attribute a name to each of these? (laughs) This is becoming a glorious Rorschach test. Okay, so we got Dot is the top one. Um, I'm going to say the second one down is is Sock. 25 minutes. Okay, we'll do this later. (laughs) um, But I can't stop, Jamie. Dot, Sock, Bin, Facehugger. Tell me what you see. Crazy golf putter. Nice. Um, Lightning bolt. Yes. Um, Mine. Oh, no. Uh, sideways face, no mouth. What? The and then, yeah, number two. Uh, the last one, the second from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's just two dots. <laughs> and then Italy. the last one. Italy, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, of course, sorry. 
Definitely. I'm so glad I brought these visual assets into this audio show. <laughs> We're having a great time. <laughs> Lovely. And there, how many um, how many rollers were there? So it's eight segments there were per five. Five. There were five. Lovely. Interesting. What, what can we see, John? If we take a peep through the old window, so you can see through the window that the building inside has been divided into several spaces. Nearest to you is a keeper's area. On the right-hand wall, far out of reach, is a glass panel concealing seven strips of emergency seal jerky. <laughs> White writing on the panel reads, In event of polar bear escape, break glass. Looking further into the room, you can see that the far wall is simply a metal cage. On the other side of the cage are penguin nesting areas, and then some vaguely penguin-shaped holes through which you can see daylight. Hanging on the reverse side of the cage, close to the ground, you spy a key. It's small and shaped rather like a small bait fish. It hangs on a key ring with a tennis ball key fob on a string attached to it. Oh, oh. so we got to get ourselves inside that little shed. Okay. Um, should we take a little look up this slope next to the building? Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the top of the ramp, you find yourself next to a waist-high timber barrier. On the other side is the penguin enclosure. Large stones litter a white cement area, next to which is a deep pool of hazy green water. Several penguins are swimming. Others are waddling around the stony ground. They seem quite interested in you. To your right, you can see the other side of the breeze block structure. Its rear wall forms the backdrop of the enclosure, and several vaguely penguin-shaped holes have been carved into the wall. One penguin can be seen peering out at you from one of the holes. Aww. Finally, in front of you, directly in your path, is a large bucket of small red fish. The penguins seem to be very interested in them. There's also an information sign about the penguins just ahead. What, what species of fish might this be in the bucket? Well, they're small and red. <laughs> I wonder what they could be. Pil oh, I don't know. Pilchards. Smoked kippers? Pilchards, yeah. It's going to be pilchards. Yeah. Uh, what does the information sign say? Uh, I will post a sign to the text of live recording. Here's the sign. Oh, okay. One of you read it. Do you want to say this one, Jamie? Certainly. <clears throat> Meet our Humboldt penguins. Our huddle of penguins have lived here at Wingham Zoo for generations and remain a firm favourite for families. Originating in South America, the Humboldt penguins is notable for its chest spots. Ah, chest spots. Every penguin's spots are unique, much like a human fingerprint. They might all look the same at first, but our keepers know every penguin by their spots. Take a look at the pictures below and see who has come out of the nesting cave to meet you today. I've become the narrator from Hey Dougie. My apologies to the fans of AD. <laughs> Haven't they all done well today? Ooh. More pictures. Aha. Interesting. Well, this looks familiar. Mm. Would one of you describe what you're seeing there? Um, so it's a uh, another sign saying, Meet the Penguins, uh, featuring pictures of five penguins in various states of um, kaflappleness. Um, and each one has uh, a name and a description. Uh, first one is Pingu 2. Electric Boogaloo, presumably. Uh, two years old, the only member of the huddle to be born here. Next is Skipper, four years old, acquired from a closing zoo in France. Next is Peso, three years old, arrived with Skipper. Next is Tux, 13 years old. And then Chilly Willy, 17 years old and their oldest resident. And critically, as described, these penguins have spots upon their belly. And I am noticing Lightning Bolt, um, Italy, uh, sideways face with no mouth, face hugger and dot. Superb. Aren't you glad we named them now? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I should have left the penguin names out, shouldn't I? And then just let you guys figure out your own naming system. That would have been much more fun. <laughs> but yeah, so we seem to have five penguins. We have five inputs on our thing. I wonder if it's in this order. I mean, it's worth a try. And if not, we could then do it by order of age. Yes, we have been given age, haven't we? In fact, if anything, I think you're so right with that. We Maybe we should just do it with age to start with. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. John, can we go to the lock? Can we uh, put in... In the very first uh, dial, the one, the four dots that look like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. In the second dial, uh, the two dots uh, which look like a sideways face with no mouth. Okay. In the third dial, uh, the three dots that look a bit like Italy. Okay. Um, in the fourth dial, the five dots that look a bit like a face hugger. And uh-huh. in the fi- fifth and final dial, can we have dot? Okay. Nothing happens. Buggeration. Okay. Uh, okay, we could try that in the reverse order. And then if that doesn't work, we just take it at face value for these five penguins as they are. Yeah. Okay, so in which case, can we try uh, left to right with the dials? Can we do uh, dot, face hugger, Italy, sideways face, and lightning bolt? Nothing happened. Ah, you fucker. All right, we just, we'll do... No, I thought it would be nice to let you describe every single one of those, even though you were wrong. Let's... And finally, lightning bolt, Italy, <laughs> sideways face, face hugger, dot. No. Oh, Piss. Interesting. (laughs) Cheeky. Oh, Hank. Oh, I see why you were doing it back to front as well, because of course it's reversed. What? It would be it would be reversed, wouldn't it? What do you mean? No, I was thinking of Jamie's logic of trying it front to back and back to front. Oh yeah, of course. Oldest, youngest, youngest to oldest. I was thinking I was thinking because of course the wall is on the opposite side to the lock. Uh... Okay, don't 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 think about that. (laughs) Don't think about that. Oh, because John clearly didn't. (laughs) That will not help you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. I'm not adding mirror image shit into this. <laughs> I'm doing a Danny. There's enough sexy penguins as it is. Mm. Okay. Can we can we see all five of those penguins uh, milling around the enclosure? You can. Yes. Okay. So they're all, they're all there. They're all there. Hmm. We've got these fish as well. I feel like we should be doing something with the yeah. fish. We could try and throw some and see which ones come to see us. Maybe. A... Okay. Are you feeding the penguins? Go on then. Okay. So the penguin with one dot comes first, followed by the penguin with five dots. Uh, I think you called it face hugger. That's tucks. Yep. Then skipper comes, the one with three dots that looks a bit like Italy. Then peso, and then pingu two. Okay. So in which case, we'll put it in that order, the order they came to us. So in the dials, we'll do dot, face hugger, Italy, sideways face, and lightning bolt. No. Well, fuck you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes and everything is going gloriously to plan. Surely, hang on, surely it'd be dot, face hugger, lightning bolt, Italy, um, sideways face. Oh, no, I got myself confused. Don't don't mind me, got myself confused. (laughs) Oh, hang hang on, hang on, hang on, fucking, okay, cool. Um, New thing, can we try dot, sideways face, Italy, lightning, face hugger? One of those. Is correct. What? Ah, yeah. I was going by the order of the number of dots. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you, you really, really had my hopes up with that because you this look on your that's face. Usually, like that. That's the point where I, I get get the thing. So you uh, thought the, the answer was like one, two, three, four, five. What basically. first dot is in the first position, second dot I've I've tripped over. I think there's definitely room in this podcast for like really basic stuff just to watch the team horrendously overthink it. I you know that's me in actual escape rooms. The number of times I've overcomplicated a puzzle when they're just like, no, you just pull the lever. I'm like, what? <laughs> Jesus in toast, Michael. Jesus in toast. I remember. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> God, he was a great baker as well, wasn't he? Great baker, great carpenter, just a standout good bloke all around. <laughs> Maybe that's a three, John. No, that's just a piece of wood, Michael. That's not a three. Oh, yeah, that was. We, that was, yeah, yeah, that's familiar. <laughs> okay, so it's not the number of dots. It's not the order they came to us. It's not their age. It's not the pictures as they are. John, earlier you described hmm. the there was a key inside the cages on a tennis ball. That is correct. Uh, it's not on a tennis ball, to be clear. It's hanging on the side of the cage, and there's a sort of tennis ball fob on it. Am I able to reach my arm through one of the penguin holes and grab said? Nope, too far. Damn. Hmm. Could I train a penguin to do it? Could I... Th is this window a glass window, or is it just kind of like a an aperture? It's a glass window. Ah, oh, okay. I was just wondering if I could throw fish at it, and maybe a penguin would go and grab the key for me i mean it's worth John's face yeah let's uh, yeah I've, I've got i've got i've got some fish i've got some time i'm gonna i'm gonna stick my arm up in this thing and try and pelt fish at uh at the key <laughs> on the other side of this cage <laughs> That's a beautiful turn there, there's there's your previously for the next episode <laughs> so what are you doing exactly okay i'm gonna grab a, a good handful of fish i think um and stick my arm up inside the uh, the penguin hole and then kind of pelt it upwards um, at the key that's hanging off the uh, the opposite end of the cage. So you pelt it towards it, um, but you're basically throwing a slippery thing at another thing, and so you just miss them, and red herrings go everywhere. However, looking through the hole... Red herrings, hang on. <laughs> Pilcher, do you mean? Looking through the hole, you can see that against the far wall, directly beneath the window, there is a pole with a sharp hook on the end. Oh, can we grab that? It's against the window. Uh, <gasps> can we break the window? Isn't... You can open the window. <laughs> we can open the window. Oh my god! Back in, back. When I said, when I said, is this an aperture? And you said, no. Oh, you said, is this an aperture or is this a glass window? And I said, it's a glass window. You did not say, is this glass window openable? You just John, looked through it and then went, nope, can't do anything with that. All you needed to say was, why, Michael, with the addition of a hinge, which this certainly has, it is both. You know what? I'm gonna that was the correct answer. I'm going <laughs> to smash this fucking window just to spite you. <laughs> with a, do it with a penguin. <laughs> why? See, this is why we needed a deposit. This uh, I object to the loss of the deposit. <laughs> My zoo would have taken the deposit. Fine, you smash the window to the horror of all the assembled penguins. The polar bear grunts. <laughs> you may now reach the hook pole cool um what would you like to do let's hook a duck where where the duck is a key we'll hook, hook a key you can get to the key but you can't pull it through the bars towards you oh we just need to can we just unhook it so it falls to the floor yep and then yeah unhook it so it falls to the floor and then i guess are we are we able to grab it when it's on the floor too far from away. from the from the opposite from one of us on the opposite side with her arm through too far away from hole. the penguin hole something to do with this tennis ball mm. are we able to push so the, the tennis ball is what's preventing it from passing through the cage bars oh mm. we can use this the sharpness of the hook to hack at the whatever thin chain is attaching this tennis ball to the key. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I feel like I should be pelting more hmm. fish. Will the tennis ball fit through the penguin hole? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we could try and nudge the whole thing through the penguin hole and then revisit your training a penguin idea, Mike. <laughs> Come, Pingu. Can we hole a roll? What? Can we roll a hole? Uh, you, you're going to have to help me here. Are, are we able to encourage the ball out of the hole by giving it a good prod? 
So you can neither reach the key with the pole from the window or from the penguin hole side. Mm. It's too far away from you. Okay, so we, as, as it's on the floor. Can we climb through the window? Can we squeeze squeeze through? Nope, okay. too small. Damn it. Mike, earlier you you had a strategy for this, but you were lacking some tools to do it. Pelting with fish. If I uh, if I grab a big fistful of fish mm-hmm. and eat the fish, <laughs> I will have a mega three, and my brain will expand. <laughs> okay, so hang on. If we gra- if I grab a fistful of fish and throw it onto the ball, I wonder if the penguins will go and grab it and dislodge said. This is one of those moments where I feel like I'm like DMing something, <laughs> and. There's a part of me that'd be like, yeah, I'm going to need a D20 check for that <laughs> on something, some really obscure stat that no one ever pays any attention to. Um, oh, go on then. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out what the actual solution in your head for this was. <laughs> the- it's fine. Okay, so the um, so what exactly are you doing? Fistful of fish, arm through hole. <laughs> <laughs> Lobfish into hole. Hope that penguins chase fish. Oh my god, you scumbag! Now that I've said that you can do this, you've just made the strategy worse. To, and, and I've already agreed that you can do it. You fucker! <laughs> I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you want. I don't Fine. know what you're after. I'm. I'm looking forward to finding out what oblique chain of luggage, 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 luggage you had in mind. Look, if you're gonna complain about oblique chains of luggage, then might I remind you about Seagull Gate in one of the Christmas episodes, Michael? Okay, the yeah. seagull and the chip and the vomit. Oh yeah, that was that was that was one time. <laughs> that was a reach and a half. Yes, it was a reach okay. and a beach, but you made it through the miracle of your dexterity. You managed to land a fish on top of the, as previously described, fish-shaped key. One of the penguins waddles over to it. Oh, down, fish-shaped. Waddles down. I think I miss fish-shaped. Both the key and the real fish starts choking and then staggers out towards the water with the fish-shaped key in its mouth, dragging the tennis ball behind it that it then vomits out. You now have a key. Woohoo! Editing, John. I want, you to go, I want you to scroll back and see if he actually said fish-shaped key the first I, time. I think... I, I think, think we'll find in Fuck. the edit I've got some, that I did. I've got some chicken scratch on my notes that look awfully like the word fish, but oh, no. I, I, wrote them, I wrote them down too quickly for me to, mm. to be legible. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> Sweet and delicious. Uh, I just drew a. I just drew a penguin. I got two wrapped up drawing a penguin. The cross hatching again. It's the curse. Ah, so can we reach each feather? Can we reach that key. Now? Eight minutes. Oh fuck yeah! Let's you go. can. What would you like to do with it? Uh, take it. See if it opens up the the door to the enclosure itself. And if not, then the locker. Nope. Uh, open the locker. The the locker. The storage box. Okay, so the box creaks open. Inside, you find another penguin sign, much like the one displayed by the enclosure. We were missing information, uh, fuck. What does that say? Well. Is it rating the penguins in order of sexiness? <laughs> He'll fuck your cheeks. <laughs> this sign is very sun-beaten. It's clearly quite old. Would one of you describe the sign? Ah, uh, so this is another hmm. meets the penguins sign. Oh. So we, hmm? we've got... Oh. Wait a sec. Wait a second. Okay, so this is a sign from... Ten years before, so it's got Tux the Facehugger Penguin, 
It says three years old, our youngest. Uh, Chili Willy's the dot penguin, seven years old, confiscated by customs from the smuggling trade. There's a new one called Mumble with the sock uh, dots, 10 years old, rescued from fishing gear. Uh, we got uh, Lovelace. Uh, was that the face hugger as well? No, it's a different one. Which one? I can't remember what that one was. Uh, 13 years old, Pingu's mate. We're hoping they'll breed. And then uh, Pingu, which is another shoe-based set of dots, uh, 14 years old, arrived with Lovelace. Ah, so the, the the key roller thing says the newer staff members couldn't figure it out because it uses old information. Oh, that would explain it, wouldn't it? Six minutes. So, should we try this at face value? Yeah. As we see him? Yeah. Um, so we'll do face hugger dot uh, sort of crooked arm thing, whatever the fuck we said for that fourth one, and a sock. Whatever the fuck we said for that fourth one, that's your answer. <laughs> Which which one was that, Mike? The one that's five dots but not face hugger. Uh, what did you call that one? Right, let me save you the trouble. This is not it. Bin. Okay. It was a bin. <laughs> a bin. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the horror where they turn it on me and start describing the answer with the correct answer so badly that I can't interpret it. So yeah, but basically what you're saying is Tux's dots, Chili Willy's dots, Mumbles dots, Lovelace's dots, Pingu's dots is what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't it. Um, no. In which case, we could revisit the oldest to youngest, youngest to oldest angle. Yeah. So, hmm. so we've got Pingu and Pingu two. The thing is, well, if we did it oldest to youngest, we'd have ten potential entries. I feel um, like. Although I wonder if 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 the lock was set when this set of five penguins was the case, and hasn't been updated. Would you like me to repeat what was on the post? Yes, please. Yes. For fuck's sake, can we update this code, please? New staff can't learn it. Hmm. <clears throat> Possibly because Pingu, Lovelace, and Mumble are dead. So they don't know what the markings were. Oh. Four minutes. Uh-oh. Hmm. You hear the polar bear's tummy rumble. Oh, no. So, if we start with our old penguins as our starter set. Mm-hmm. Tux is the same tux. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chili Willy is the same Chili Willy. So tux and Chili Willy are the same. Um, Mumble is new. No, Mumble Mumble is dead. Yep. Um, Lovelace is dead. And Pingu is dead. Yeah. And you, I, I'd argue the case that Pingu is the child of Lovelace and Pingu. Because he's called Pingu too. That is correct. The only member of the huddle to be born here. Interesting. Don't quite know what to do with this information, though. Mm. Three minutes. Okay, up at the sign, the, the new staff can't learn it. I feel a fail coming It on. wouldn't be a John room. Um, <laughs> what is the... Hmm, there's a... Hmm. So they wouldn't be able to solve it, perhaps because they're missing information. So the information they're missing is presumably the old information. Hmm. Would you like us? Yes. Yes, please. The new keepers understand the logic of the code, but are missing information. Okay, so they've only got Tux and Chili Willy for the new ones. They don't have Mumble, Lovelace and Pingu. So what is it about those three that they can't get from the new ones? Could I invite you to feed the penguins again? Oh, let's feed the penguins again that I just thought of. With my brain. Mm. When you feed the penguins, Chili Willy comes first, 
then Tux, then Skipper, then Peso, then Pingo the second. Okay. In which case... Uh, ah. Hmm. Can I have say that was... Oh, so they, 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 arrive, they arrive oldest to youngest. Correct. Chili Willy first, then Tux, then Skipper, then Peso. Okay, so in which case it would be... Um, Put in the code for Pingu, Lovelace, Mumble, Chili Willy, and Tux into the lock. The lock clicks open. Fuck's sake. Have we done that thing you'd done earlier, Jamie? Oh, my God. It was oldest to youngest. You were right all along. Fuck's sake. Bastards. And thus, with one minute and 35 seconds to go, you retrieve the seal jerky and ready yourself for escape. As the bear completes his meditation, he opens his eyes to see the delightful sight of seal jerky being dangled tantalisingly before him. You fling the jerky as hard as you can, and the bear bounds off to enjoy it. With that, you slip through the bars and escape. Congratulations, you have sold my part. Uh, well done. That's a good Time travel fuckery. That was a that's a that's a good that was a good puzzle. That is a yeah. that is a sneaky one. I think I was expecting some nonsense. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like the uh, the two steps of the of the logic that we tripped ourselves up over. Mm. Oh fuck's sake! And if we just flipped it, if we just flipped yeah. it, oh, which we nearly did. But I, I but I took did. the piss. Ah, it's all my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. Just you and your cross hatching. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I truly hope you were screaming at the radio at these two clowns. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We are now off to the Infinite Pub for a debrief pint, and that will wing its way to you over the airwaves in a week's time. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. We have been the Infinite Escape Room. You can find us on social media at tier underscore podcast, and, of course, on the internet as well at www.infiniteescaperoom.com. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's the pub's name, John? What's the pub's name? Uh, oh, the Puzzler's Ruin. It's got, it's got to be something to do with the room. Yeah, what? they're all oh, something to do with the room. Uh, the fuck are the they? The fuck are they? That's terrible really? name for a pub. Um, when the bear met the penguin. <laughs>